Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Welcome to another episode of Heart Empowered Women Podcast. I am your hostess, Clarice Connolly, and I'm so excited, as always, to find more empowered women who are out in the world living through their adversity, living through their experience, and like inspiring others to be able to do that too. And it's wonderful that in the time in which I've been doing this, that I've had more and more women reach out that I don't know. Uh, and I get to learn their story and it, learn and connect with them and then share them with you. So this guest I'm so excited about. Veronica is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's a motivational speaker and a queen hostess of transformational women retreats. Through these retreats, Veronica helps women answer the question, how did I lose me? She lovingly calls out insecurities and doubts and teaches women to challenge them for what they are, a mythical assault to their true femininity. When it comes to stepping outside of your comfort zone, Veronica is your best bet. Yet she ensures that by stepping out, women are able to experience true transformational change, uncovering the inner goddess and, let's be honest, badass that we've always been. Veronica helps women truly become empowered and unapologetic through unique challenges and personalized coaching. It comes as no surprise that then that Veronica is also CEO, aka Queen Hustler, of Empowered and Unapologetic, a hardcore girl gang of women aggressively supporting each other on Facebook. Her focus is to continue to expand this community filled with authentic women who know their worth and who are unapologetic about putting themselves first. Veronica's true inspiration, aspiration is to help multitudes of women learn how to let go of perfectionism and instead face their emotional wounds and insecurities. Welcome to Heart Empowered Women podcast, Veronica. Wow, thank you so much. Hey, Clarice. Well, I just want to say right off the bat, I'm so thankful for this opportunity and I appreciate, you know, the environment you're providing all of us women. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it's, it's, that's the total intention. Like it's just taken a life of its own. And my, my idea is that I would love to really allow people to kind of hear your journey, like not the transformed you, right? The like, what was the pit of despair? What was the like adversity that you faced that really woke you up? So while you're listening, like how can you identify yourself in this? And maybe Veronica's story isn't as exactly like yours, but how can you hear like, what is inspirational about this? What is coming up when Veronica shares? And what may be something that you can do to support yourself in where you're at? in whatever the way that looks like for you. Um, so let's jump in. Veronica, like what, what was, you know, that adversity? What was that thing? What was happening in life that really made you um, feel some pain or like get you to where you are today? Girl, where do we start? All right. <laughs> 
Well, growing up as a child, I watched my mother and father, you know, I watched their relationship and my, my father, he was a, a heroin addict and an alcoholic and my mother, my mother like filled, I mean, totally filled the role of an enabler. And I just kind of watched their marriage and watched their arguments. And, you know, sometimes my husband, my, I keep on saying my husband, I'm sorry. Sometimes my father wouldn't come back. Like there would be times they'd argue and then he would just leave for the day. Right. And so I just got so used to watching this whole dysfunctional dynamic that I didn't know was dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And as a child, I just felt as if I didn't have a voice, Mm -hmm. you know, um, children, you know, kind of goes along that line. Children were to be seen, not heard. And I watched this play out and I knew I didn't want to repeat this pattern. However, I really didn't like know where to go. And in my adult life, I somehow repeated this similar pattern. However, I ended up being the one that was emotionally disconnected Mm -hmm. and emotionally withdrawn and just being completely numb and fearful of vulnerability and acceptance of, you know, accepting love altogether. And so really, really um, following that dysfunctional pattern. And, you know, I realized at one point, I realized at one point that this is not who I wanted to be. I didn't want to be this shut out individual, you know, totally kind of dismissing everybody altogether but I didn't know where to go. And it wasn't until I found myself one month away from divorce, like papers were submitted, girl, we had a court date, you know, it was already scheduled and I was a new mom. And so it was like, holy crap, where, where do I go from here? You know, I had identified as a mom, I identified and defined myself as a wife. However, I didn't know where Veronica fit in. I felt like my purpose was being everything to everyone except Mm. for myself. Mm. Man, I, oh, that heart hurts just to listen. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not just you, right? Like I hear that, you know, with the people that I coach and the conversations I'm in and it's, it's like, oh, wow. And so did you go through with the divorce and then, you know, you became the single mom and what, what was the transition in there? Absolutely. Well, we were one month away from divorce and I realized nobody, nobody's going to give me permission to be me. I tried. I, I went down that path. I tried. I attempted to go to therapy and Although it did work wonders, it wasn't exactly what I needed. I needed to be challenged. I really, truly needed to be challenged. Um, I read those self-help books. I did positive affirmations. You name it. I did it all. And I still felt something was missing. Mm -hmm. And I decided, okay, well, this is my life. And I really need to take action. And if it's not out there for me, I then need to create it. So I ended up taking little small steps towards change. And I enrolled, I went back to school and I studied hard and I realized I, this isn't out there. So I'm going to create it for myself, learn through the process as well as create it through for other people. And it was me starting to go ahead and slowly identify, you know, how I was like, what did it look like when I was around family? What did it look like when I was around friends and just truly exploring and, and, and figuring out 
what Veronica looked like to everybody else mm-hmm. and how she was being a phony. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to call myself out. I was being a phony. And I realized that, holy moly, every single time I'm around somebody, it's like this light switch flips on and now I'm whatever they need me to be, whoever they needed mm-hmm. me to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I was all of those people and I was constantly juggling all of these different masks. And I realized this, this is, this is driving me crazy. It is literally driving me crazy. And so I started identifying, well, why do I do this? And, you know, recognizing what my fears were, identifying my triggers and how it impacted me personally and how it was weighing on me because it was like, it was not only emotional, it was also physical. Like I just felt physically drained and being able to continuously, okay, so this is where you're at and what's next and doing that over and over, which then allowed me to go ahead and use the power of no, like really truly utilize that, mm-hmm. utilize that word. And I started saying no. And I remember saying it and I kind of flinched one time when I said it, cause it was like, holy moly, what are they going to do? Are they going to be okay with this? Are they going to hit mm-hmm. me? What's going to happen? You know, mind you, I wasn't in like an abusive relationship or anything, but it was like, that's how so that's how that's how powerful that that word was for me because I wasn't using I wasn't used to using it. I was used to other people saying it, but not me. So it was Man. like, holy boy, I'm gonna get in trouble, you know? And mm-hmm. I started saying it more and more often. And I attempted to go ahead and truly take a leap. And in the beginning with me and my husband, you know, with the divorce, I was trying to do everything to keep this relationship going. And you know, I wanted it to work so badly because we just had our daughter and I realized, okay, this is enough. This is enough. I'm not going to cater to him anymore. And yes, this hurts like hell. Mm-hmm. However, if I don't want to go ahead and continue living this life, then I have to change. And I had already equipped myself with that. So I decided let's go full force. Mm. I love that so much because I hear I hear so much of myself in it. And again, like if you're listening to this, like how can you hear yourself in this? Because, you know, you're not alone. And I think that that's like a really crucial piece because I can hear like, yes, like my father, you know,'s favorite pastime is drinking and, you know, he will neither accept or deny that he's a high functioning alcoholic. And my mother was absolutely the enabler, right? And as a kid, you know, I made it mean that I needed to be responsible to fix them and save our their marriage. And bingo, yes. Right? Like I became mm-hmm. a fixer and a saver. And um, it was absolutely the same sort of process. I can remember like trying to be everything for everyone. Um, and yeah. even growing up in an adult where there's kind of that shame of like, I own too many clothes. And then you're trying to like clear your closet and you're like, no, no, no. But here's my professional ones when I want to be stiff and stuffy. <laughs> here's my like super fun yeah. club girl. That's like when I want to be, you know, that girl. And it's like, I had a chameleon suit for every, you know, depending on who I was surrounding myself with. And I think yes. like if you're listening, like, how do you do that? Right. Do you find yourself like, oh, I have an outfit for every type of person I know. Um, do you find yourself with different types of people and being different in those groups and, and that surrounding? Um, so you thought that that was really important to sort of highlight. And I love um, I love that, like, uh, for me, my, my pivot point or my 
rock bottom was getting, um, you know, feeling like, okay, fine, maybe I'll live this American dream that everybody mm-hmm. wants me to do mm-hmm. and settle yep. down and find someone to like spend forever with and get the corporate job and make my parents proud. Um, and then, you know, I settled and then all of a sudden I got diagnosed with herpes and it was just like, oh my God, how am I going to do the American dream now? How am I going to fulfill on like being, uh, you know, the perfect housewife or whatever. Um, and I love that it's like, unfortunately we as humans almost have to wait until our rock bottom to like wake the hell up. (laughs) But no, like, how so can true. you listen? Like, how can you listen? Maybe you aren't at rock bottom yet. You know, like maybe this is that wake up call. Like, hello, don't wait till rock bottom. Um, and it's so amazing to hear in your story, sort of the similarity of like, whoa, I was lost, girl. I had yeah. no positive role models. I had nobody that was doing anything that I wanted to do except for, you know, Oprah Winfrey's quotes on Facebook and Lisa Nichols, <laughs> and you know what I mean, and. So I buried myself in self-help books. So it's like, again, like if you're in this part of the journey where you're burying yourself in self-help books and you don't feel like other people are having the levels of conversation, I love, like Veronica, I love that call forward. I love that, like, create it. Go create it. And you know what? I think a lot of us, especially as women, we get so stuck in not having permission to do it. And I love that you said create it. It's true. We have to create it because nobody's going to do it for us. And, you know, I see it every single day. And this is how Empowered and Unapologetic got created. You know, I'm, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I have my own private practice. And, you know, I'm sitting in my office listening to these women pour their hearts out and just saying, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. I feel like I'm living in my husband's shadows. I, you know, I'm doing everything for my kids and feeling completely unappreciated. And, you know, I'm like, girl, you are suffering silently, like straight up, you are suffering silently and nobody knows, you know, nobody knows. And they're, they're going about their day and you resent all of them. You resent all of them. And so these women are in my private practice suffering from severe depression, severe anxiety. And it's like, if I would have been able to catch you five months ago, four months ago, right? You wouldn't have needed to be here. You wouldn't, not, not to say that I don't want people to come to therapy. Dude, therapy is amazing. Mm-hmm. However, I wanted to establish this other platform that I didn't have back then. I wanted to go ahead and get them. I, I got you on in, in therapy. However, if I can also catch those women right before they lose their stuff, I mean, why not? I've, I've lived it. I've been through it. I can relate with them and I've gotten out of it. So instead of me attempting to be this superhero, superhero, why not be the guide, right? Why not be the guide and totally help you walk through this? And that's how Empowered and Unapologetic came about. It's through listening to women's pain and saying, you know what? Enough. We have suffered enough. We actually do have a voice and we, we make choices every single day. It's an active choice to go ahead and sit on your ass and suffer silently. It is an active choice you make when you're pleasing and appeasing everyone. It doesn't feel like that because we've been conditioned to believe Mm -hmm. that this is the way we're supposed to live, right? Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. if we go ahead and sit back and we look at it from an observer's point of view, girl, you are making an active choice to live this way. So Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and do something different. You know, you want it. Mm -hmm. Let's go for it. 
Yeah. And so how do you feel? Like, I know that this isn't a recipe and I know like this isn't a one size fits all, but in your experience, like, how do we start? Like, how is we women, do we start giving and creating, like giving ourselves permission and creating that inside of ourselves? What does that look that like? Is a, that's a great question. We start by exploring. What does our life look like? Like, honestly, what does our life look like? Are we happy? We start asking ourselves questions like this. Am I truly happy or am I living a lie? You know, and I'm feeling resentful towards my husband. Why? Why is that resentment there? Or I'm having sex with my husband when I really don't want to, but I'm just trying to keep the peace, you know, and I don't want there to be another argument. Are these questions, are these feelings, are these experiences, you know, that, that you're, you're having, because if it is, okay, well, then you already know there's a problem. Mm -hmm. And for most of us, for most of us, we'll just brush this under the rug. Mm -hmm. Right. And we'll just act like, okay, it's just day to day. It's just day to day. It's fine. It's fine. Well, it's, it's fine until it's not, it's fine until you find yourself, you know, completely at your wits end, ready to divorce, ready to run away, right. Ready to freaking leave everything, you know, and so it starts by being able to go ahead and say out loud to yourself, I am not fine. Mm -hmm. I'm not fine. And then from there, we take it to this next level. And this is what I do for the women that are in my um, VIP membership group. You know, we take it to the next level. Okay, we explored it. We were able to go ahead and see that you are not living your best life. You are not living your purpose. Well, what is keeping you from doing that? And we start really peeling back and identifying what has kept us stuck. And so we look at things that have triggered us. We look at some of the unhealthy patterns and we start to put them on paper. We make it real because for the moment, it's all in our head, you know, and we see it and we just let go of it and we move on and get distracted by all of our day-to-day -day tasks. But we put it on paper and we start identifying, okay, these are my unhealthy patterns. These are the things that I want to change. And we start paying attention to that. Then we take it to this next step, which I absolutely love. We take it to the fact, we take it to a place of what is it costing me to stay here? Mm -hmm. What is it costing me to be stuck, to stay here, to go ahead and be in this unhealthy relationship? What is it costing me? What is it costing me to compromise myself, compromise my self-worth for other people? Then we go into what are the benefits? And that's where a lot of people struggle, you know, where a lot of people struggle with, well, what do you mean? This isn't benefiting me. I'm comp compromising my body. I'm compromising my emotions. You know, what do you mean? It's benefiting me. Yeah, it's benefiting you because you're in, you're in familiar territory. The minute I ask you to get into something unfamiliar, well, that's uncomfortable. So for right now, we like to stick to what we're familiar with. Mm -hmm. And so we really tackle that. And I, I, I take, I take all of my, um, all of my members through that process. Let's go there. Let's be real. You know, because if, if we're just chit chatting, then we're just friends. You didn't hire me to be your friend, girl. You hired me to go out and take you through this. So we're going to go real deal. Holy field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love right? that. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's so fun. Like, so if you're listening and you're kind of like, Oh, you know, maybe it's that rat like brain or that survival mechanism. Like, no, I'm not stuck. Well, there's nothing to explore, like, <laughs> right? Like if you're already like, mm, mm, yeah, okay. Like I want to give you an example, right? So if I hear those questions and I'm like, okay, like 
I was a person that got diagnosed with herpes and was devastated, like beside myself. And, you know, I, I explored in the way of like, you know, taking these self-help books and just trying to like introspectively, like explore the, the beliefs that I had, the, the things that I made up as a kid, the things in which like ruled my world, the like, you know, contexts or systems or whatever, like the narration that kept running in between my ears, right? The like, oh, my life purpose is to find a man. Oh, my life mm-hmm. purpose is to be a contribution um, romantically, to be the best in bed, to be able to be, you know, make someone proud and make my parents, right? And then it's like, um, why? Where did that come from? Oh, because of my dysfunctional dynamic between my children or my child dynamic, like my my growing up as a kid. And it's like, if you can really, I love that, like explore, like with curiosity, mm-hmm. like, man, no wonder. I was raised in a Catholic, uh, you know, household. So that Catholic shame made shame real, made sinning a thing, made, you know, that disconnect of the father-daughter dynamic make me yeah. be more promiscuous, make me be more relationship focused. And it's like, cool. So then you get this thing that's a diagnosis that has a lot of stigma and like, you know, um, sexual, like it's around a lot of sex. It's like, it's such shame, basically. It's like- mm-hmm. Oh, well, no wonder this feels so intense and so alive and so detrimental. Um, duh. And it's like the cost of staying stuck in that is really like, I could have actually absolutely kept relating to myself as this infectious, broken, damaged, scarlet leather lettered, um, you know, contagious thing. And like, I would, um, keep feeling sorry for myself and keep being immobile and keep being, you know, like helpless and someone come save me and I don't have to work hard. I don't have to work hard. I don't have to do anything. Like the first person that says, yes, yep, you're in. And the benefit is that is like, I get to play safe. I get to relate to myself as contagious and broken and damaged and no one's going to want that. So then I won't get my heart broken and then I won't have to put myself out there and then I won't have to worry about what would happen. And so I love that. Like, it's like, you know, obviously I'm like grazing the surface and obviously like I want to make it super clear. I spent seven years mm-hmm. <laughs> examining my yeah. existence. So this isn't yeah. like if you can't identify these things overnight or in this 30 second conversation, oh, um, gosh, no. reach out and oh, get gosh. supported. I think that that's the most like I really want to bring that back, like find a therapist you feel safe at, you know, and find someone that's trained, trained. Bingo. I trained. I'm going to go ahead and say that one more trained, not your best friend, not your, you know, like a trained Mm -hmm. professional. (laughs) Bingo. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I love what you said, you know, about your upbringing and, you know, your diagnosis could have kept you completely stuck in that box Mm -hmm. again, because you went from one environment where you're shamed. Mm -hmm. And then we go, we go into adulthood where we end up again, being attracted to the familiar. So we stay in that box and it's, this is where you belong. And you'll have moments, you'll have moments of, you know, being able to explore a little bit. However, we explore in all of these dysfunctional, unhealthy ways, Mm -hmm. just for that instant gratification, instant satisfaction. And it's something, please just release me from just feeling trapped. And so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and connect to all of these things that we know aren't healthy. However, mm-hmm. screw it. If it's going to give you temporary relief, I mean, let's do it. You put it, you yeah. put girl, you put some onion rings and some ranch and some ketchup in front of me. I'm all about <laughs> it. You know what I mean? But the, again, it's <laughs> like, right. However, if you tell me, okay, Veronica, you know, 
Um, I'm going to guide you through it. It's like, girl, that's taking too long. Let me get to these onion rings and well, I'll get back to you. <laughs> right. And so, I love that. you know, it, it's same thing. You know, I, we were, me and my husband, we were, what, this was, my daughter was just born. She's 17 now, you know? So this is a while ago. This is mm-hmm. a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if you, I love that you said hire a professional because we can get you there a lot quicker without mm-hmm. you going into you know, this downward spiral Mm -hmm. and we can help you understand where this box Mm -hmm. came from and how it's kept you safe. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately we're all looking for this sense of control. You know, if I can have control somewhere and I'm here to say, girl, I'm going to call you out. It is an (laughs) illusion. It is an illusion. Absolutely. hundred percent. And I love that too, because I, I want to like make this raw and I want to, you know, your parents may or may not have tried the best that they could. Like, and unfortunately, you know, it's like, if this was your child dynamic, you know, or the the upbringing or the space in which you developed, like you developed at a very young age, this is like seven-year-old you made up those core beliefs and -hmm. you're probably whatever age now, like you're way smarter than that. Now you've been around so much more, but you don't realize, like you don't realize until someone shows you right in a proper, safe manner, um, in an environment where you feel comfortable. And it's really, I see it a lot in dynamics where it's like, if you're used to the emotionally unavailable parent or the physically unavailable parent, and you have that feeling of abandonment, you're trying to control that feeling by hurrying up and saying yes and jumping into a relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like that first, yep, please. Oh, oh, you should, you said yes. Great. But are you in this relationship and thriving? are you happy? Yes. Right. Like, are you even excited about life? Right. That's the cost of staying stuck. You're, you settled because it's that quick compulsive. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They said yes. And like, get curious, like what makes you unhappy? How come? Like what makes you feel stuck? Right. Like what are you benefiting? You're trying to create that sense of control and that safety that you never had growing up. Right. And is it really actually the thing that you wanted? Right. Um, So I love that. I think that's so important to highlight. And I really love like just saying that from a different angle. So you can hear it in a different way and said a different way. And maybe that ignites like what's popping up for you in this conversation. Like, how does your body feel to hear this stuff? And I think a lot of us fail to realize, you know, and this is where I'm going to sound like a total nerd geek. Bring it. When we bring it, when we're born, our subconscious brain is fully developed. And so we're looking at life through our emotions and what's modeled for us. Mm. Our rational mindset, that that conscious mindset is not fully developed until we're 25. So we're walking Mm. around this world, literally sponges, right? Like everything we're feeling is guiding us and controlling us. We're like driven by fear. We're driven by insecurities. We're looking at our parents. We're looking at them, you know, our society. And we're just taking all of this in. And it's not until we're 25 years old, that's when that, con- that's when that cautious, or I'm sorry, that, um, that conscious brain is fully developed. And that's when we're able to truly problem solve. And we're able to look at things from a rational standpoint and have this better understanding. So it's no wonder when we're 30, we're like, oh my God, I need to be in therapy stat because it's like, holy moly, I've been run by emotions. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes we're driven by that fear and we're conditioned to believe life needs to look this way as a kid. And then as an adult, right? 
that's validated by social media. That is validated by judgment and society and all of these expectations from everyone. And so we're stuck. We, we feel as if we're stuck to only be in this box and perform this way. And if you step out of it, well, there's judgment and criticism. So bring your ass back in. And right. so it's really been right. And so it's like taking these little steps, little by little, by just acknowledging, I am not happy. I am not mm -hmm. happy. And it's okay for me to say this. I have so many women telling me I have the husband, you know, that has a great career. I have the kids who are in dance and, you know, doing all of these great things. And I have a house, I have, you know, money. And it's like, okay, girl, I'm glad you have that. Good for you. High five. However, how the hell do you fit into that life? Right. Where are you in it? Because I'm going to tell you right now, you are lost. And each time I ask somebody, I want you to tell me who you are. Who are you outside of being a mom? Who are you outside of being a wife, an employee, a sister, right? Who are you outside of that? It never fails. I am met with a woman in complete tears, in complete mm -hmm. tears, and just looking at me with complete defeat and saying, I don't know. I don't even know what I like to eat. I'm so used to going with everybody and everything that I've I've, I can't even answer that question. I can't even answer that question. It's like, girl, we're going to start. We're going to start to find out your purpose and what you're doing right now to live the life you want to live because you, you're capable of doing it. And I'm going to teach you. I love that. I love that. There's so much empowerment in that. And I really like, I want to um, emphasize, like, this isn't a podcast where we're like, yeah, uh, get up and quit your job, leave your marriage, no, move yeah. on. Like, it's like, we're talking like you can create that and no, no matter what your dynamic is, like no matter what's unfolding. And what I hear and what you're saying, I really want to emphasize is like, it takes baby steps. Like it takes mm -hmm. small steps. It takes practice like it's someone said something to me that has always stuck like it didn't take you you know it took you one year to gain 50 pounds it's not going to take you 20 days to lose it all right like it's like right if you've been creating this belief for the last you know 30 years since you were seven it's not going to take you one year to undo it all right like mm -mm. you know it's not going to take you one session with a therapist to change it um, no. so it's, you know, like you said, 17 years since the divorce and since this pivot, like I'm mm -hmm. at seven years or something, um, since, you know, I had my wake up call. Um, yeah. so it's just like, oh, just like bring compassion if you're already rolling your eyes or already like in that, like, there's no way I can do this. I've always blah, blah, blah or whatever. Right. Like, don't listen to that. Like, don't listen to whatever is negative that's coming up inside of this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, um, I love the practice of like, yeah, if you catch yourself in these negative thoughts or, you know, spiraling, it's like, write them down, you know? Yeah. Give them a place to yes. go. Give them a place to go. Absolutely. I mean, you know, me and my husband, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary. Like, that's crazy. That yeah. is crazy. And we just celebrated it. However, I wouldn't have been able to celebrate this anniversary had I not figured out who I was right. and who I wasn't. Because in doing that, I was then able to accept myself mm -hmm. and in turn, accept my husband mm -hmm. for who he was and who he wasn't. Because we get trapped in falling in love with the fantasy. Mm. We fall in love with the fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then we get upset when our, when our, when our partners aren't living, 
you know, up to this fantasy or are not following these scripts that we've written so very well (laughs) for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does, it does take some time. And again, like, I I love how you said, you know, be honest with yourself. Where are you? And, you know, that voice, that voice of saying, you know, that can't happen to me. It it can't, there's no way that voice is loud in your head right now. However, Mm -hmm. that feeling that you're experiencing those emotions, that physical sensation is louder Mm -hmm. and your body does not forget what it, what you put it through. So you keep putting it through this stuff and it's going to break. So get to it. Yeah. And I love that piece too, because I, I, that voice, the negativity or anything that you're like rolling your eyes at or doubting yourself about, like that's your resistance. Like you're basically like putting this like discomfort on notice. And then the thing that keeps the comfort discomfort there, like that, that stuck feeling is like, no, 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 disregard that. Don't listen to what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you know? Um, and I think that uh, it's, there's kind of, um, this is kind of like where my geek comes in is like emotional intelligence is my jam. Like mm-hmm. the more that we can understand our emotions or be witness to our emotions, the more that we can give them a space to go, uh, a way to release them, right? Like it's, um, you know, whether you've listened and you've never given a professional, uh, an opportunity or whether you've given a professional opportunity, uh, you know, a therapist, psychiatrist, whatever it may be, like, maybe it's not them. Maybe it wasn't the fit. Like, you know, how can you try another form? Right. I know I was super resistant to two, after two years of talk therapy to like therapy. I'm like, listen, I can talk all day. I got no problem talking, right? but there are <laughs> other forms, right? There's a cognitive behavioral therapist, right? There's, mm-hmm. so I want to like reopen, you know, that closed door of like, you know, if that one sort of support didn't work, try another, because this is deep. This is emotional stuff. And your body may be like, Hey, this is unsafe to open, which may very well be true. And like when you can have someone who's trained to make you make your safe, like your area feel safe, like that's when the work can be done. And that's, um, when the acceptance can like really, really, um, you know, be possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and this is why I developed, you know, I'm, you know, I have my private practice and I'm, I'm, at, I'm acting as a clinician. I'm a therapist in my private practice awesome. and I'm, it's a therapeutic session. However, in, you know, with empowered and apologetic with my retreats with, you know, um, with the membership there, I'm not acting as a therapist. I'm acting as their guide. And so we're having therapeutic conversations versus a therapeutic session. And so, and right. So with the membership, it's more of, you know, us going ahead and talking about these unhealthy patterns, setting goals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I loved how you said, make sure you reach out and try. You are your own advocate. Nobody's going to know what you're comfortable with. And, you know, I've, I've heard so many horror stories with, you know, people going in and wanting to open up and then feeling as if, nope, this is not the right fit. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so it wasn't the right fit. Don't go back. Don't go back. Where do you feel safe? Where do you feel comfortable? Where do you feel, you know, when you're with somebody, when you're with that professional, do you feel as if you can girl air all of your dirty laundry and not feel judged? Because right. if that's the case, guess what? That's yours. That one's it. Right. You know, yeah. and is, are you able to go ahead and explore 
-hmm. And, you know, do they understand, or are you feeling like, you know, this person doesn't even get me or doesn't even, there's no way they can go ahead and, you know, relate with me. Well, then, then don't go back, right? Find somebody that does. Right. Yeah. And I, and I want to like emphasize too. So, uh, you know, again, I have no way of telling like where you're at when you're listening, but when, if it's, if there's this conversation that's happening and we're talking about giving yourself permission, like giving yourself permission is being like, you have full permission to not go back and like mm-hmm. honor that people pleaser. That's like, but I already got to know that person. Like, <laughs> this is a, like, it's like tiny practices, tiny practices. And that's like, maybe a mid-level one, you know, look at where yourself, where you're at, right? Like, um, and I really think it's important to kind of address this, like, if your experience is sharing with, you know, these, like, I'm going to make up the story of like housewives that are like super judgmental and like have you on edge with like, whatever you want to say, like you're walking on eggshells, like that can color your experience too, right? Like if you're surrounded by people that are judgmental and you're scared to talk now, it's like, cool. Don't go to those people, you know, like, don't let that be like, that's how everyone is just because that's your surrounding. Um, and I love that you have this like Facebook group, uh, like the girl gang, um, Mm -hmm. because I always, and probably every episode, um, I'm just like, if you don't have it in your surrounding area, if you're in the middle of nowheresville, Tennessee, um, and you don't have women having this level of conversation or using this language, like hop online, meetup groups, Facebook groups, um, you know, how do we search your girl gang? Is it just under empowered and unapologetic? Yep. So it's, it awesome. would be w, the Facebook backslash groups backslash girl gang. Awesome. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> not girl gang, empowered and unapologetic. Sorry. Awesome. It's okay. And, um, you know, it, find it in a book, like it, just meet yourself where it's at. You know, if you have a library and that's the most easiest thing, like do that. Um, you know, find more podcasts. And, you know, again, I bring on every single guest because I want you to feel connected to them. And if you don't resonate with this work, you know, um, or this individual, maybe last guest or the guest before, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to acknowledge you right now, like for listening to this, this is saying yes to you. This is saying yes and giving yourself permission to listen to this stuff, like listen to this podcast, inspire yourself, awaken that part of you. That's like, yes, please. I want more. Um, and the part that I'm like super curious about, right? So if you find yourself really struggling with like the self-defeating thoughts, um, you know, Veronica, like how have you really been supporting people to understand that self, 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 uh, so I'm just so excited. I like, it's just stumbling over my words. Yeah. self-sabotage. <laughs> yeah. Like how can, you know, how are you supporting others to challenge that self-defeating um, thoughts and like that self-sabotage that's coming? Of course. So when we get into these negative thoughts, we call therapists call them thought distortions. So there are these negative thoughts about ourselves, right? So we get into catastrophizing, you know, I'm never going to go out and get this, or I'm always going to be the one out. I'm always going to be the last one picked, you know, or um, we'll go ahead and go into um, fortune telling, you know, that's exactly what's going to happen. And it's going to happen over and over. And this is what she's going to say. And then I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to say that, right? And so we get into this dialogue, being able to identify what a thought distortion is, is Asking if it's a fact, is it a hundred percent a fact that you are never going to go ahead and, you know, be that, you know, um, that, that professional cook or that professional stylist or mm-hmm. an, an entrepreneur? Are you, is that a hundred percent true? 
well, it feels like it's true because no matter what I do, it, it's just, just, it just doesn't happen for me. Okay, girl, you have the rest of your life. Is it a hundred percent true? Yeah. Well, yeah. right. Well, no. I mean, I guess it could happen if I did this, this. Now we know it's a thought distortion. Mm. Now we know it's a part of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's self-sabotage is what fear, what emotion are you experiencing that's attached to that thought? Because if we look at it, if we really dissect it, most of our thoughts are attached to some emotion. And right. like I said before, as kids, we're we're driven by emotions. So we're doing the, we're repeating the same patterns we did as kids. Right. That emotion provides us some sense of security or some sense of insecurity. And so we, we, we tend to live our lives guided by this. Now, if you can go out and challenge that negative thought, your demeanor changes, your body, your physical sensations change, your emotions change. Because even when I ask, okay, so if that's not 100% true, if it's not a fact, you can actually become an entrepreneur. You can actually become, you know, that um, stylist or that whatever, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening is there's, they end up saying to me, you know, well, yeah, I guess I could do this. Their emotions change. Now there's some level of confidence attached to, you know, that statement versus being completely defeated by it. Mm-hmm. And so being able to go ahead and question you know, and this is just, you know, beginners, you know, let's go ahead and question, is this hundred percent a fact? I'm never going to be married or I'm never going to have the life I want to live. Is that hundred percent fact? I know it feels that way. I'm not invalidating you. I know it feels that way. However, you have the rest of your life. So now challenge it, bingo. So you can create it, you can attract it, you can do things that'll change that. So no, it's not a fact, which then makes it a thought distortion. I love that. That's so powerful. And I like really want to bring so much um, to that because if you can find that compassion, like if you can kind of be like, you know, I had, um, it's, it's, we're never taught emotions. And if we are, it's like, I have a Venezuelan mother whose anger was something she taught me very well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a father who, Uh, avoidance is something he taught me very well. And it's like, if you want to create an emotion you've never experienced or like, no wonder you don't know this stuff because you weren't around it. Like, you know, and you can totally be the victim about it. But the only way to get out of the victim of like how your surroundings or your upbringing is to step into your creator. Like, okay, God, like that's, that's my upbringing. Like there's nobody's finger pointing but you like how come you're still not doing anything about it you know mm-hmm. like when will you step into the creator and create anything any small go any small change um I love that I think that that's so important um to kind of reiterate and reframe because this can seem complicated at first but the more you practice and this awareness even listening to this podcast you're creating this awareness you're planting the seed and this may be absolutely a conversation tomorrow, a week from now, a month from now. And then you realize like, oh, this is working. This is how this works, right? Like this is that baby, baby, baby steps. Um, Bingo. Start the process. Yes. And I have to say for those listening, you already know something's not right. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're even listening to, you know, this podcast is already, is already telling you something. I want mm-hmm. more. 
you know, I want more, I want some change, I don't know how and that's why I'm listening, you know, because I'm gonna learn. And, you know, going back to you creating this beautiful space for for all of us, you know, being able to go ahead and come to this podcast, listen to it and feel, you know, some sense of some sense of comfort, some sense of support, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's, it's really that momentum is like, how do we continue to create um, that momentum? Like, what does that look like? How do we continue to feed this part of us? And it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, everybody who's like, oh, I have a problem. Oh, meditate, meditate. Well, cool. Like I can hear the, like, I'm not good at meditating, but (laughs) five minutes a day, every day, if you don't make one minute a day, you don't make time in your day for you, you'll never be good at meditating. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you know? How do you know mm-hmm. if it works or doesn't work, right? Um, and it's kind of like we all want to avoid that beginner mindset. We all want to avoid like being the beginner at something because it's like we have to fall and stumble and fall <laughs> back up and practice. And right, like it's like you wouldn't yell at a baby when they're trying to like learn how to walk. Like, why aren't you exactly. walking yet? God, you're six mm-hmm. months. What's happening for you? You know, it's like, you know. Well, we know you're not going to be successful. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. And it's just like, it's the same thing. It's like the baby's got to figure out like, oh yeah, they got, they got feet. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. there's toes at the end of that, right? Like, oh yeah, you got thoughts. Oh, yeah. kind of negative. Maybe some of them are positive. Maybe some of them grow, right? So what do you want to do with them? Um, and how can we come with compassion and that beginner mindset and that, you know, gentle, like, man, okay, got it. Right. Cause if yeah. nobody else around us is doing this, then like, no wonder. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? And so exactly. I, it's kind of like, so we're at this place, right? And for a while, like, you know, um, in life, I think, you know, I'm originally from the East Coast. And so being from Pittsburgh, I think I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. I've always had that like change maker, um, you know, perspective and like, I want to take on the world, but I let people be like, why would you want to do that? And why would you mm-hmm. want to leave Pittsburgh? And why would you, right? And I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah you know, like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Cause nobody yeah. was doing it. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Right. And everyone's like, girl, you need to go to college. Like most people didn't go to college as you know, they were stay at home wives or stay at home, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and then I, you know, I was like, Oh, okay, well I'll go to college. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to college. And then you get, I got done and I was like, I'm out. Like, actually I'm done with everybody's mm-hmm. squashing like these, you know, inspirational, or I had this like, just creative edge that I didn't understand or no one else had around me. And so then, you, you know, I landed in, Sacramento first and then I ventured to San Diego and so it's like you know how can you listen to like what are the parts of yourself that like everybody else is like dampened out for you like everybody else is dismissed or like judged or you know didn't get um you know and the part that is really important that stood out is like if you're there if you've witnessed this if you'd if you've done this work if you've started to dig and you're seeing all of this like now where right? Like don't, um, they have in the coach training program I went through, it's like, um, uh, don't become this awareness junkie, right? Like mm-hmm. this, like, oh yeah, like high on awarenesses. If you, if you're at this and you're listening, like, and you've got all these awarenesses, like now what? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's kind of like, you know, on a cold day and you're in that warm shower and you want, you don't want to get out, you know, you got to get out, Mm -hmm. you know, but you don't want to get out. And it's literally taking that first step out and grabbing the towel and closing it really quickly and drying yourself off, you know, 
Mm-hmm. We know we yeah. have to make this move, right? And it's it's taking that leap, taking mm-hmm. that leap over and over and over again until it's something that you've practiced so much that you've gotten comfortable with all of those uncomfortable emotions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And that's where true growth, that's where true change happens is being able to go ahead and, you know, deny anybody the opportunity to crush you mm-hmm. because it will happen. And it's not out of malice. It's because they love you because they're concerned. However, you know, I, you already got that. You're already concerned. You already have fear, right? You already have all of those insecurities. You can't give your dream to, to somebody else and have them take care of it because they're not going to take care of it as much as you will. Right. You know, they're not going to have that drive and that, right. They're not going to have that creativity. So you being able to go ahead and own it, it is yours. Yes. There's insecurities attached to it. And how am I going to go ahead and take it to that next step mm-hmm. and move forward? Right. Yeah. And I love that because it's like, I, again, to give sort of examples, so we're not like hypothetically talking about that. It's really, you know, to use myself, it's kind of like, you know, I stayed stuck and, um, you know, reaping the benefits of being small and staying small by not sharing myself, by not getting out there, by not dating, by settling. Right. And then the more that I learned to just share with friends and safe people and loved ones, and then the more I practice sharing with those people and not taking their reaction personal and just being vulnerable and just like sharing my ugly, the more I started to realize like, oh, everybody's got some sort of quote unquote ugly, right? Like everyone's Mm -hmm. struggling or fighting with something. And the more that I started to share with them, it was like the more that I started to feel comfortable sharing with complete strangers. And the more that complete strangers were like, whoa, thanks for bringing it, sister. You know, like, and again, like, I'm not saying people didn't reject me. People rejected me. People had some things that even my dad, right. was like, I don't listen. I don't know why you need to be so public. This is your private life. <laughs> and it's just you like, know? because I took the momentum and because I started to practice, the more I was like, you know, every time I share with one human being, that emotional connection feels way better, feels liberating, feels empowering, feels mm-hmm. they walk away like, wow, thanks for being so authentic. Like thanks for being so raw and vulnerable. And it gives them permission like it to like cultivate that within themselves. And it's like, then, you know, when my dad is like, I don't get it. Stop doing this. Why do you want to speak on stage to 300 people and air out all of our like dirty laundry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Because I've gotten practice enough to realize that this is how I like will show up in my advocacy, like in my, you know, just mission and purpose to like change the face of the way that we look at herpes, change the face that we relate to stigma, change the face that we, you know, feel about shame and like can see that like sharing is access to healing these pieces. And it's like, I've transformed what was once the life, most life altering, most devastating, heartbreaking just diagnosis that like could have destroyed me into the most catalyst of like finding myself and redefining who I was as a 24 ish year old instead of the seven year old that, you know, got me to 24. And like in that baby steps of practicing to complete strangers and loved ones, like it ignites that passion in me. It ignites that reminder of like, this is why I do this. It continually ignites inside of me, my own inspiration, not attached to anyone else. And it's, it's, 
exactly what we're talking about here. And maybe you don't want to be an activist out in the world. Maybe you don't want to be advocating for, you know, whatever you're fighting for. That's okay. And mm-hmm. like maybe that grows once you start to water it, right? Maybe it's just creating a blog and that's amazing. That's mm-hmm. amazing, right? And it's like in our darkness, in our deepest wounds or whatever you identify it as, we can really take that as an opportunity to find out who we are, who we want to be and create that. And that action is this piece that is going to take this to a whole another level and practicing that action is what is like the, you know, the fire, the fuel to the fire. Um, And I really think that that gets to look so different for every single person. There is no comparison. Like you've been given this experience to cultivate your uniquely like important message. Um, And I really want to kind of circle this in. Like there's this piece that you talk about which is that like faultless femme intuition. And I want to kind of like get curious of like, how is that relevant to this? And like, how do people notice and recognize that inside them? It's getting to a place where you can be empowered and unapologetic. You know, like we've talked about before, wearing all of these masks and realizing enough, enough. It's, it's time for me to be me. I, I know I've had bits and pieces of me not wanting to do certain things and I've done them anyways. I know I've been resentful because I've compromised myself over and over and over again. I know I'm something more than, you know, the role that I play as a mom. I know I'm something more than, you know, being, you know, a wife or a daughter. I know I'm something more. What mm-hmm. is that? And and really, really allowing yourself to to just be true to that. And like I said, I can't express it enough taking a leap, taking that leap for you, not for anybody else, for you. Again, unapologetically, there might be shame attached. There might be judgment attached. That's going to be there anyway. Look at the alternative, you know, look at the alternative. If we look at all of this, imagine your, imagine your life five years from now, imagine your life. No, let's even take it. Let's even take it even something sooner. Imagine a year from now, are you going to be okay if you're still in this same spot? Mm. If that doesn't light fire up your ass, I don't know what will, <laughs> right? Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Total, like a hundred percent. And ugh, like, even just like <laughs> hearing that, I'm like, oh gosh, like how suffocating might that be? Right? Yes noticing like you know I think even in my own uh, experience my complex of like someone will come save me for me that's fine right like I don't know how old you are now but have they done it yeah have they come (laughs) yet um even if you found your prince in shining armor like do you really feel saved inside that marriage right like girl Mm -hmm. you are you're like you are your own rescue you are your own um you know just like oh yes yes yeah so amazing so if you are like anywhere on this journey, like all are welcome. Like, girl, I honor you. Thank you so much for listening and spending this time for us. Thank you for who you had to be to get here, who you have to be to keep going. And thanks, like, thank you for challenging yourself to keep going further. Um, like listeners, every, every woman on the planet, like <laughs> are worth 
fighting for. Um, and I can't say that enough in any other way. Thank you so much, Veronica, for joining us and sharing your empowered and unapologetic self. If you are interested in learning more, following her, being a part of her group, um, her website is empoweredandunapologetic.com. You can find her on Facebook, which is that forward slash groups, forward slash empowered and unapologetic. She's on Instagram, empowered and unapologetic. Um, unapologetic. I might have made uh-huh. that word up. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and if you want to email her directly, please, oh my gosh, V E R O N I C A at empowered and unapologetic.com. Um, you're also offering five free coaching sessions. You are the most generous woman on the world. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that so that people can have that opportunity if this is a thing that resonates and is their next step for them. Absolutely. So it comes with a journal. Um, it comes with a journal um, packet and it's five videos and you'll watch them and go through the journal and it's five steps to true healing. And it's really, really asking you some really deep questions. It's pretty easy, pretty simple to follow. However, the content in there, I'm, I'm all about challenging. So if anybody's going to work with me, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it with you. And so in these videos, I'm really asking you some hardcore questions and asking you to be your real authentic self and write it down. And so I take you through this process of how to heal. Nice. Thank you so much. Like, thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for taking your most challenging, like life experience and like being so generous with yourself to share it and explore it and so generous with others to explore it and share it with the world. Um, That is absolutely true, beautiful empowerment. And like, girl, the world needs more (laughs) of it. Yes, they do. Oh, I'm excited. And I'm so blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that I was able to go ahead and turn it around, do the work for myself and I'll offer it to other women. So again, my mission is to stop, stop this, you know, stop this silence and let's just be real. Stop the judgment. Let's go ahead and set up this strong community of badass women. Hey man, I don't even know that there's really <laughs> anything you need to say after that. Um, I love it. Like I'm Clarice Connolly. I am your hostess. If you're interested And please following Veronica, if you're interested in reaching out and being supported, um, my new website I'm very excited about, I created it all on my own, um, is youraccountability.coach. Check me out there. Give me some feedback. Reach out. Connect with me. If you're empowered and finding that you want to share your story, um, please, absolutely, I would love to have you on. If you are really like finding value in this and want to just share the gratitude, like absolutely open and welcome to that. And please reach out um, to Veronica and any guests that I've had on here because that is how we move through our stuck places. And that is how we create the change and become the change that we want to see in the world. And all of this inspiration and excitement and warm and fuzzies that are happening inside of you are on purpose. So thank you so much for listening, taking this awareness. Like follow, subscribe, and um, continue to really pour into yourself in this way. You're worth it.